Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number five of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Mark chapter five today, and our focus is on the amazing encounter between the superhumanly strong demoniac and Jesus in that chapter. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Tamil Nadu, India, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, Quebec, Canada, Montgomery, Alabama, Albany, New York, Phoenix, Arizona, and Richmond, Virginia. Thank you all for joining us for Bible 2021. Look, we're a daily podcast where we spend about 10 minutes a day digging into the truth of God's Word and reading one chapter a day. Our focus this year is on daily Bible reading, so anybody can jump in at any time. And because of that, I want to urge you to invite your friends, your neighbors, your enemies, or whoever to join with us. If you could share the podcast on social media, on your Twitter, or by word of mouth, or by calling your grandma, or whatever, we just want to get as many people as possible reading the Word of God and thinking about it throughout the day. Easiest way to subscribe is to go to our webpage, Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. We got a contact page, show notes, and links to subscribe to pretty much every podcast service out there. You can also search for Bible 2021 on your podcast client. It might be a little bit hard to find in the early going because it's a we just changed the name of the show and it's still being updated. Well, Mark 5 contains one of the most curious incidents in the Bible. Jesus encounters a man possessed by an unclean spirit who is living in a cemetery, believe it or not. And this guy is like superhumanly strong. He's unsubduable. He cuts himself in torment. He howls all day and night long. The authorities have tried to arrest him several times before, but he's so strong he could break chains. I mean, I would hate to live near that situation. Can you imagine how creepy it would be? One bit of interesting theology or demonology we learn in this passage, apparently unclean spirit and demon are both largely or practically synonymous. We see this by comparing verse 2, which says, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him, with verse 18, which says, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him earnestly that he might remain with him. Same guy, same situation. One verse says unclean spirit, the other says demon possessed. So we see that these demons slash unclean spirits recognize Jesus from far away, and they immediately realize they are in the presence of a much greater power, as our focus verse of the day suggests, which is Mark 5, 7, and it says, He cried out with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you before God, don't torment me. Well, those issues are important, but the questions most people have when they read this passage have to do with the pigs. Why did the demons want to go into the pigs? Why did Jesus let them? And then why did the pigs then drown? And tonight, during our Bible time, when we read one chapter with the family, uh, my daughter Cassidy asked the question, where did the demons go when the pigs died? Back to hell? Well, that's a fantastic question. I don't know the answer to it, but I do know that they didn't go back to hell because demons don't live in hell now. They're going to go there at the final judgment, but they don't live and reign in hell right now any more than Satan does. That's a place of punishment for them. So let's read Mark 5 and then discuss it. 
Mark chapter 5, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. They came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the Gerasenes. As soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him. And he lived in the tombs, and no one was able to restrain him anymore, not even with a chain, because he often had been bound with shackles and chains, but had torn the chains apart and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and knelt down before him, and he cried out with a loud voice, "'What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, before God, don't torment me.' For he had told him, "'Come out of the man, you unclean spirit.' "'What is your name?' Jesus asked him. "'My name is Legion,' he answered him, "'because we are many.' And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the region. A large herd of pigs was there, feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him, "'Send us to the pigs so that we may enter them.' So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. The herd of about two thousand rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned there. Now the men who attended them ran off and reported it in the town, in the countryside, and people went out to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it described to them that what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs, then they began to beg him to leave their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him earnestly that he might remain with him, and Jesus did not let him but told him, Go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and they were all amazed. When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him while he was still by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. Now a woman suffering from bleeding for twelve years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing, for she said, If I just touch his clothes, I will be made well. Instantly, her flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, "'Who touched my clothes?' And his disciples said to him, "'You see the crowd pressing against you, and yet you say, "'Who touched me?' But he was looking around to see who had done this, and the woman, with fear and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth." Daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. And while he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? When Jesus overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, don't be afraid, only believe. He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house and he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside. He took the child's father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, 
which is translated, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this, they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. So wonderful and amazing passage, but we want to just focus in on the one part of it. Why did Jesus send the demons into the pigs? Why did they make that request? Now, to be clear, the Bible doesn't tell us the answer to that question, so we have to be humble in answering it, but I do think we see an important clue in verse 17, which says, they began to beg him to leave their region. Now, why would the men of this region, having seen an incredible miracle, want Jesus to leave them? And I think the issue here is that ultimately, these people see Jesus for who he really is, not merely just a good moral teacher who has some ability with words and some nice things to it but that he is an uncontrollable power that has confronted and utterly defeated the problem that none of them could overcome. Further, the solution to that problem involved significant economic loss to that particular reason, as those 2,000 pigs, though they weren't kosher and allowed under Jewish law, still had great value, but now that value is gone. It's almost like Jesus is setting a choice before them. Continue on the way you are, or leave everything you have and follow me. And their answer is, ah, beat it, Jesus. We're good here. We don't need a savior. So let's get some wisdom on this from Pastor Tim Keller, who says this. These people admire Jesus. They're attracted to him. They respect him incredibly. They see what he has done. They acknowledge what is done. And they say, get away from me. They begged him to leave the region. Basically, the people are saying, look, I'd like a little bit of salvation, a little bit of spiritual help, but not this much. I need some help, but I don't want somebody like this. This is too big. He's too big. He's too much. He's too costly. I'm afraid I'm going to lose control. Just give me a little bit of salvation, a little bit of religion, but not this much. Not this much. A completely final salvation? No thanks. They say, leave. Some people then, when confronted with the king of kings, run away, and some flee to Christ. Which one will you do? Well, I want to close out with our memory verse for the month of January, which is Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And it says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. One more time, Mark 1, 15. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Amen, friends. May you and I repent and believe and walk in the gospel, the good news of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Good day to you and Godspeed.